story, uh, Ken LaCourt. And on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. I want to welcome everybody that's listening and watching in the YouTube channel. I want to remind everybody uh, we are on Rumble now. So go to Rumble and Rumble away. Um, we will be giving you links during the show. Uh, most importantly, also get our newsletter, benstein.substack.com. And uh, find Ben on Parlor at Ben Stein and get your butts back to Parlor. Um, we're joined tonight by from the Young Voices of America. Welcome back, Nate Hockman. Good to be here. And As am always. I seeing it right? Is it Hotchman or Hockman? Hockman. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, well, welcome back. Um, and of course, from the Media Action Network, Media Maverick. Ken, Iron Man LaCourt. Welcome back, Ken. <laughs> only time I've ever been called that. Thank you. That's, uh, I'm sure that's the only time most people have been called that. And of course, this show wouldn't be complete without writer, actor, provocateur, economist. Uh, I'm just going to ignore doctor. you time you talk in between. Um, scientist, um, man of the people, humble servant. But of course, Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Welcome as always, sir. Um, it's good to see everybody in the chat. It's good to uh, clap. Sorry, sir. not that I was talking to Nate. Um, I forgot to clap. It's like uh, Stalin killing the last the first person who sits <laughs> down after clapping. That was me. I um, I, 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 I <laughs> nothing like a good Stalin <laughs> reference. Um, I want to you know this morning Ben and I Ben and myself were speaking Ben and I were speaking. Yeah, I know, I know, Mrs. Levin. Ben and I were speaking this morning. And um, he had, you know, you already texted me really early in the morning about um, how woke culture, woke culture killing. Are you going to keep interrupting me? Yes, same. You know, when he interrupts you, his audio isn't working. It should. About woke culture um, killing America and how scared he was of it. And I uh, obviously, obviously, I share the same sentiments, Ben Stein. But then I had texted back, what's scaring me more is the is the agencies the already corrupted agencies being out of control and ben brought up the brilliant point that it's the woke culture that is infested the corrupt already corrupt agencies ben stein well i, I was awakened by someone uh, whose name i do not know sending me a clip from uh, fox news uh about a recruiting video for yep. the cia which featured a very good-sized African-American freedom fighter woman who said, if this isn't a fake, this could have been a fake. I am, it says something like this, I am a sixth-generation, paranoid, schizophrenic, proud African-American freedom fighter. And, uh, but this did not hold me back from joining up with the CIA and doing incredibly great work with other paranoid schizophrenics of color. And that will not, the CIA will not hold them against you if you are a paranoid schizophrenic or a cult. I don't claim that these are exact quotes. I'm just yeah, I'll give you the exact quotes. You, you yeah. were the Latina, she's a Latina woman and it was general. Okay, just for the record, I just wanted, just for the record, had this video come out whenever it would have been a fake, called a fake, it would have. Uh, it wasn't a fake. It right. was a, and it that's posted the by the official CIA YouTube. If you please yeah. read the transcript from it. Yeah, look, she, um, um, Ben was close to it. She was a, she was BIPOC. She said, I'm a woman of color. She was Hispanic. 
a cisgender millennial. I've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. I'm intersectional and I'm, I'm pulling pieces together. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refused to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. And then as she went through and checked off every intersectional box, she then explained and, and had, and literally you were seeing her getting an award for being diverse. She was explaining how she didn't get that job because she checked off boxes and was diverse. She earned it all on her own. It was the craziest thing. Look, we've seen, I'm just gonna run with this for one second. We've seen the woke culture age its way through, through, uh, through our industries. Uh, um, do any of you remember Gamergate? Okay. What is it? Again? Gamergate. Gamer um, Nate's the only one who might might have. I, rem- I, 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 I vaguely remember. Generational thing, I think. It's a generational yeah. thing. It, this was about six years ago, guys, and and um, and it was a, it was about it was the comic book and and um, uh, the comic book world and and uh, video games, and one guy slept with the reviewer or vice versa. It was something like that, and it went through this process where where for the first time a generation of young people saw the internet wipe something out of existence. I mean, they, they took things off of Reddit. They took things off of 4chan, which is like taking, it's like taking smell out of poop. They, it, it was a crazy, crazy thing. And then what we saw, we saw it first. So it first hit the, the, the industries where, where the people were the youngest, you know, comic books and, 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 and video games. Then what does it hit next? Well, it hits it hits Silicon Valley because you go into you know you go into Twitter or Reddit headquarters. There aren't a whole lot of thirty year olds in there, so they were the second to come woke and whatnot. And now it's coming up to the CIA as these these college students became older and running things, and, yes. and they take over the HRs in companies. You're seeing it get into the real companies. Like ben, this. he actually right. brings up an amazing point: how 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 those people that were college students then are now in position higher positions of higher power to literally dismantle our country. But I, what I don't understand, and I would like to go back to this. I, think, I hope we can move forward and backward on backward on this chessboard. What was the point of this recruiting question? Was it to say? If you're a person of color, we'd like to have you. If you've got mental illness, we'd love to have you. If you complain a lot, we'd like to have you. If you complain a lot and you join with a lot of other people complaining a lot, we'd like to have you. Nothing about intelligence, nothing about ability to spot anything important that the CIA should spot. No mention whatsoever of any qualifications one would think you needed to have to be a spy. So what what were they talking about? Well, it's just it's class based signaling, right? I mean, the wokeness is the language of the ruling class, and this is them signaling to one another that, that they're virtuous. Um, I, I'm writing a piece about this right now for I think for the American mind, using the CIA uh, uh, recruiting video as a jumping off point because it's such a stark, sort of absurd uh, uh, image in that, like you know, these people were operating black sites and waterboarding prisoners for the, in, in, in Afghanistan for the first decade of the 21st century. And now they're talking about their commitment to social justice, right? Which is sort of just facially absurd. And anyone who has any self-awareness can tell that it's absurd. Um, but it, thinking about it rationally doesn't really work, right? Because it's like these, it, it is irrational for the CIA to be posting videos uh, like this. But the people Why are they who- doing 
Well, was. the people who the people who run the CIA and the, the military bureaucracy to a certain extent went to the same elite universities as the people in the rest of the civil well, service. But, that's what it's, but is it irrational? I, I mean, I hate to even posit this argument, but they love to recruit from the top universities. They love to recruit from Yale. So yeah. if you're going to go out there and say, hey, you know what, um, uh, you know, we might use a rubber hose on some Muslim with a bomb strapped to them. You probably don't get all that many people from the Skull and Bone Society applying. That's a good point. Yeah, rational, rational, crazy schools. You got to be crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, may I may I say, okay, so have they given up? Have they explicitly given up getting the smartest and most agile and best of languages? What, I, what kind of people are they looking for? What, who, who do they want? Well, I think to Ken's point, this is a strategy, whether or not you think the people who are in our sort of elite credentialing institutions are the smartest people anymore is an open question. But it is the, this is the way to signal to the people at Harvard and Yale that the CIA is now a woke and inclusive uh, place that, that prioritizes equity and diversity and inclusion uh, as its sort of preeminent value, which, is, which are the governing values of the ruling class in America today, full stop. Do you think, do you think that the top dogs at the CIA really want this woman working for them you know you ask a good question because you're going under the assumption there's no assumption to be had we all know the top dogs at the cia and at the fbi and almost all the other bureaus are corrupt inept exactly jackasses so this idea and what Nate said and what Ken said of what they were talking about sort of with Gamergate is these are the leaders now. These are the people in control at these certain organizations. And that's really a frightening thing. You know, you, if, you take over, if you take over the HR department, that's the way to take over a company. I saw it happen at Fox. When I, right when I got blown out at Fox, they brought in a kinder, gentler HR department and they have like quizzes on, on gay rights days and they have equity councils and they have all sorts of things. If you want to change the culture of it, that's, that's the easiest wedge and liberals know that. May I, may I ask this question? Do, do you mean to tell me that the CIA has completely given up on doing an effective job at espionage yes a hundred percent i believe they have except completely... they'll do espionage they'll do espionage uh for the sort of woke regime and that no, they're perfectly that... happy to go after well, the people is, you know, what does that where mean? they had the capital on january it 6th means, it but... means it means today they're spending 96 million dollars what was it 96 right. billion or bi million or billion dollars i'm sure it's billion because million is a nothing lot. on uh domestic terrorism so basically, I thought the CIA was by law and not allowed to do that. One of the bureaus. My point being is, <laughs> they're not this idea that they that they're doing what we thought they would do. And remember, Ben, these are bureaucrats at bureaucrats that don't give a damn about this country. Well, let me back up and say several things as quickly as I can. One. My dear old father, who has entered immortality some 22 years ago, went to college, was close friends with Richard Helms, who was one of the earliest heads of the CIA. And he was a terribly, terribly smart guy. Uh, he told me something about the CIA, about himself, and it was explaining the whole CIA to me in one quick lunch. He told me that after he graduated from Williams College, the best small college in America, he uh, went to work for Time Magazine. And Time Magazine sent him to interview Adolf Hitler. And this was like 1936. And I said, did Hitler give off the vibe of being totally insane even then? 
And Mr. Helms said, oh, no, he wasn't insane at all. And I said, really? He killed six million Jewish civilians, men, women, and children, many more millions of Russians, Poles, Yugoslavs, and you don't think he was insane? And he said, no, just a very clever politician. So uh, with that kind of mindset as the, as the head of the say, this was a very, very long time ago, I wondered how effective the say could be. Second thing is, I was telling this guy a close friend, very, very close friend, that uh, I applied for a summer job at the CIA probably in 1964 or five. And the first question they asked me, first of all, they looked at me and they, they, I get, it just registered in their eyes like a cash register lighting up Jew boy. And I, they said to me, have you ever slept in bed with a man? And I said, no, but my older cousins used to read me bedtime stories when I was a small child. Oh, they said, well, you, you don't do that anymore? No, okay. So this told me what to say I was like then, but at least I thought they were, they were uh, bigoted and uh, foolish but fairly smart, but uh, I guess they're not that anymore either. You know, you, you, but you're the one that always says that some of the stupidest people are the generals. Um, you're, you're some of the dumbest, you know, we, we, we have this thought as, and you, you've been telling me this, that, you know, you always refer to Nixon, they're not fit to be dog catchers, but we always- no, I understand, but they're all the same, Ben. It's six of one. I mean, it's it's they, they never get fired. They just we what we've learned and we see is they just go from one position to the next. It, it, whether it's from Congress to Senate, from general to this to this, they're all in this thing, Ken, where they never get fired. Swamp. But who's gonna fire them, Judah? Who's gonna fire them? Well, that it's um. So, Obviously, at this point, nobody's getting fired because uh, with this regime, um, there is going to be no firing of these. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that, Nate? Uh, the, specifically, the, just the incompetence of the CIA in terms of the, the fact that, that, none that of these nobody gets fired. fired. Nobody. And, 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 and who is going to fire them? Well, I mean, this is right. This is the this is sort of the again, like the, the brokenness of the people who run our country. Right. Is that uh, you have this sort of uh, set of insular credentialing institutions um, that uh, reward incompetence and allow people who are completely, you know, not doing the job that they're supposed to do to continue to justify their existence by, you know, any number of sort of bureaucratic euphemisms about intersectionality and wokeness and, you know, all these things that we've become familiar with. So it's, it, it is, it is the way, it is the new language of the ruling class. Uh, and it's, you know, it, it, it is a way for them to sort of conceal their own ineptitude and to a certain extent, they're sort of like uh, uh, anti-Americanism and the, the fact that they're actually working against the interests of the country. I got to get into the I mean, is there no more CIA? Can you say that one a little louder? I said, is there no more CIA? No, there is no more CIA. There's no more oh, FBI. Guys, calm down, calm down. No, Stupid, can... crazy, but one recruiting video probably doesn't mean that the 10,000 no, no, agency just destroyed itself and that they stopped doing the, 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 the nasty things that they're doing. Ken, we've witnessed in the last five years, six years, enough abuse from the FBI, with yeah. the FISA courts, and in all these places to ask that rational question, do they no longer cease to exist as an organization? And the part of the problem is, is that Republicans for a long time, including myself, had faith. Set up FISA courts. What? 
It was Republicans who set up FISA. Yeah, that's my point. We had faith in this system that we yeah. no longer have faith in, right? We were the ones that always supported the, the intelligence. Democrats were the ones that never did. I mean, and, and we've spoken about this, how there's been a major paradigm shift of parties where we're the party now that doesn't trust these organizations. But if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We are all on location tonight. Sorry for some audio, little audio issues we do have, but I, want, I gave you guys the link to the Rumble page. Um, I am honored and humbled. Uh, we're going to play a little game at the end of the show. Um, I want to remind everybody to download the podcast, um, get the email, benstein.substack.com, because after shows like this, you never know how much longer we'll be on a site like YouTube. Um, it, well, I don't think YouTube has anything to do with this. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I, I really sincerely don't. I'm not asking that No, 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 no. But but you never know what they are. Welcome back to the world, according to Ben Stein. Ben, this has to go with what you said. You know, you're constantly nervous about the thought police. Um, yeah. But we're getting to the point where it's the say police, where it's 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 where if you dissent or you argue or you um, go against anything they say, you could be whatever they decide. It's a very frightening thought. And uh, I have that thought all the time. I strongly recommend to all of our readers and friends that you nice, kind women and gentlemen read 1984. And if you see similarities between that book and life in that book and death in that book and what's going on in America now, I think it'll give you your own awakeness and wokeness and get you going. And and I think if you uh, if, if you don't do that, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the works of George Orwell and 1984, you are missing the blueprint that the left has used to uh, make very rapid and steady progress in growing America. So here's the thing, Ken and, and Nate, I don't believe that most Americans are in line what this regime is doing, no, BLM is doing. And I believe we actually have the numbers to support that and I brought this up on the show with the ratings being so low on everything. But the problem, Ken, is that the parents, that this generation's parents are so delinquent in their duties and they're the ones, they, they may be the silent majority, but they are not speaking up. And how do we get those parents? You're from the Media Action Network. How do we get those parents to go to the school systems, to, to, to fight the power, Ken? Well, it's kind of tough because we raise these little assholes who are changing the country, mm -hmm. our, gen our, our lovely generation. We went, you know, they talk about, uh, what is it, from white collar to shirt sleeves in three generations. We went, say that all the time, shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves. I don't know if I believe it, but we went from the greatest generation of, of you know, murdering Nazis to, to a group that, that we're hiring intersexualists cisgender people with screwed up brains to go go uh, go spy on our on our enemies um there's always been a silent majority and 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 you know one of the things that older people get is a little wisdom over time which basically is if you pay attention to things you you kind of learn just by existing right it's like nate can be twice as smart as as uh as as ben stein which i'm sure isn't the case but even if he were you know, there's just only so many sentient years that you've had since age 17 when you started started reading things. So there's always a little bit of kind of conservative in the in the, in the broader sense of what that that word means with with older people. 
Um, um, so there is political power. There's money. There's there's a uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways. You don't have to go. You don't have to go storm the uh, the, the the dean's office to get things done on campus. But they do need to wake up. And and as you always know, because because I'm always talking about this, I am out of all of the issues that we're talking about wokeness and this and that. It to me it is the suppression of free speech, which kind of trumps them all. Because if you're able to throw into the uh, into the unemployment line or gulag, depending on your country, people who speak wrongly, in your opinion, uh, that's when countries go off the rails. That's when societies don't don't have a pendulum. The, the, the self self-regulating temperature mechanism blows out when you get somebody who's able to do that. And, and that's why that's the thing that makes me the most nervous. Of it. And we are a hop, skip, and a jump from that from that watermark. And I am not saying that to frighten people. I'm saying that because I, honest to God, believe that to be the truth, Ben Stein, that we are so close to losing so many things. You know, 94 executive actions in a little uh, in, in about 100 days that um, ways of sub, sub, subverting the country, Ben, that the that this that this regime is doing, and it's it's, it's absolutely frightening. Um, I mean, 94 executive actions to destroy America. I, I think we discussed that this morning. I said uh, to subvert America, which is very similar, certainly. Uh, and I certainly I agree with my colleagues here. Uh, destroying freedom of speech is absolutely key. And I think the, we, we see it happening right now. The fact that you cannot say anything truthful about certain racial groups, that's a very, very, very bad situation. You cannot say anything truthful about certain people who are complaining about sexual harassment. Certain situations that I know of very close at hand, that I know to be completely phony, that you shoot a bigger point, you cannot question them. Uh, some of these uh, situations are very, very important. And uh, if we let the uh, intersectionals and left uh, suppress our freedom of speech, uh, there will be not much for me to pass on to my beautiful granddaughter, Coco, and it breaks my heart. I do see it happening. I think I mentioned a couple of sessions ago that uh, I see it even with my own family, uh, my my very, very brilliant outspoken uh, son, even he has been indoctrinated by the woke left into being afraid about what his father, his old father has to say about what's going on in the world. Even he has been indoctrinated and terrified. And he's a tough kid. And the problem is, I mean, to Judah's point, the the vast majority of Americans, not just the majority of Americans, I would say probably, this is probably an 80-20 issue, uh, would be rightly uh, disturbed by what's going on in our universities, in our, our military yeah, national security bureaucracy, uh, you know, in a variety of different sort of, uh, uh, all of the major sort of commanding heights and institutions in American life that wokeness has taken over. The problem is most Americans don't know. And this is, this is like the, 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 the sort of fundamental problem of our time is that for decades, conservatives have been saying, there's gonna be a backlash. There's gonna be a backlash. There's gonna be a backlash. People are gonna wake up and they're gonna, people aren't gonna take this sitting down. And there've been little backlashes, but not enough to stop the country from continuing to march left at a pretty radical pace, uh, particularly- There's one big backlash about four years and three months ago. That's true. Yeah, and that and and that was, but, but Trump and I mean Trump did a lot of fantastic things. He fundamentally, I think, the the, the central message of his 2016 campaign was resisting wokeness and defending America against the people who who hate it and want to see it destroyed. But he unfortunately did not. He was not capable of stopping the long march through our institutions of the woke left. Uh, and 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 now that you know the Democrats have power in government again, they have everything. And th this is like 
again, the fundamental problem of our time is the, the consolidation of power by the activist left in all of our institutions. They have the academy, they have the bureaucracy, they have the national security state and the military. Now they have the federal government, they have the media. Uh, they, and, and, and you know, conservatives, there's not a single power center in American life besides maybe talk radio that is actually broadly sympathetic to conservative ideas. And, and, and that is like why Americans don't know what's going on and can't know what's going on because the entire sort of superstructure that sets the narrative and defines what we're allowed to talk about and what we aren't is actively invested in making sure that they don't know what's going on. But that could have been stopped by the Supreme Court. And we thought of, when the Constitution was written, we thought of the Supreme Court as being the rock of Gibraltar that would stop this, uh, what should I say, avalanche, that would stop this uh, tidal wave of dictatorial thinking from washing all over the United States of America. Unfortunately, they had their chance a few months ago and they completely blew it. They just completely threw it away. Why? We do not know. Was it just pure cowardice? No, they had some very smart people there. So incredibly smart legal clerks, incredibly, incredibly smart legal clerks. Why did they let this just blow away? It is, I will tell you respectfully, as a lawyer and a law student, uh, it is inconceivable that with the case that were being brought up to them, subsequent to the election, they could not have found even just at least one to think about. To think about. I'm not saying it should have come out any particular way, just to think about. They didn't. They, it was just like the verdict in the Derek Chauvin case. They, took, they didn't ask for any evidence, they didn't ask for any documents. Bang, you're done. Garnished, you're out of here. That is really frightening because now, for the first time, I think we have all the institutions of government in the hands of one, one power. The only one that's left is a small part of the media, and we are a part of that small part. And we're very lucky and blessed to be given that honor. You, you know, you, you, it's exceptionally said, well said. Um, Nate and I were talking before Ken, um, uh, we were talking on the phone, and one of the biggest issues Republicans have or conservatives have is that they have always thought that if they have the better point, if, if, if they have the better critical thinking, people will come to their side. So let's take two separate things. We have Trump winning, and we have a lot of never Trumpers in the House and in the Senate who don't want to follow this new, this new way of messaging. And Republicans and conservatives, you're not going to win messaging, a messaging war. Nobody's coming back to the side and saying, well, you sounded better because they've been so scared. They've been so beaten into submission every day on TV, every day on the news, that it doesn't matter what we critically or, or, or if we say we have to literally fight back. I don't mean literally with our fists, but yeah. Well, we have to we what I've said and what we've also said is they have the combination of gigantic financial power, gigantic physical brute force power through the Black Lives Matter and other organizations and that almost horrible of all of them, Antifa. And they have the evil media wizards who are on their side endlessly trying to convince us that our society, the best society there has ever been in the history of mankind, is fundamentally evil. There is something so sick and evil about that. Why do they do it? I, I keep thinking, and I believe I brought this up to you hundreds of times, you know, literally hundreds of times. Why is it? Why is it that people have everything? The people who live near me in Beverly Hills, the people who live near me in Malibu, 
have beautiful houses, beautiful cars. What 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 makes them hate America so much? I've told you many. I mean, I've told you my thing many times over. They don't believe but in they, higher power. They have they 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 are spiritually and morally bankrupt. And I'm not necessarily well, referring. Sorry, Nate. Well, I was just going to say, and also they have no context, right? I mean, this is fundamentally we have become a a a nation of at least on the coasts uh, of entitled, spoiled brats who have no conception of the way that the vast majority of humans lived for the vast majority of human history and the vast majority of places that humans have lived. Or uh, even the, the we measure majority. ourselves against a standard of perfection, which is not um, a standard that is, is possibly attainable uh, in this lifetime. So I just, the, the one other thing I would say on, on Judah's point is the difference between Trump and the Republican establishment, it's messaging certainly, but it's not just messaging. It's also fundamentally understanding what time it is in America today, right? What you know, the, the Republican establishment hacks, frankly, have not woken up and smelled the coffee about what's actually the political landscape in America and what kind of politics this moment requires. And they are still mired in the politics of respectability, where the most important thing is that you sound nice and you don't say anything to offend the sensibilities of the New York Times editorial board. The genius of Trump, right, regardless of his flaws, and he did have flaws that were worth criticizing him for, uh, was that he understood that. And he Republican base voters are much smarter than Republican elites because Republican base voters have understood this for decades and have wanted a leadership class who represents their concern about the state of the country. They haven't got it until Trump. But the, the divide between Trump and someone like Adam Kinzinger or, you know, these, these clowns who- Or Liz Cheney. Uh, yeah, who Liz Cheney. Uh, to a certain extent, from well. Chicago. He's, a, he's one of these- He's much Trump worse. Or... He's much worse than Liz Cheney. Yeah, he's, he's horrible. But, uh, Right. But it's uh, it, but he just spends all his time lecturing Republican voters about how awful they are on MSNBC. Right. And it's just it's, it comes from a place of not understanding what's actually happening in America and thinking the most you important are, right. thing, again, is the fact that Trump says mean things or, you know, he, no, you, he breaks norms. Or something, go ahead. Right? You, are, you are a very good natured friend, my young friend, and I admire <laughs> that about <laughs> it's not that. It's a kind of mental illness. It's not. It's not that they don't understand. They're filled with hatred. They're just no, no, burning he's up. No, no. the Republicans. He's saying no, no. I'm saying Republicans don't realize that the people we are facing are not your ordinary politicians from 1937 or 38 or 44 or 48. Or 85. Or they are people who are burning up. 95. Hell. Personalities of rage and anger. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, we're joined tonight from the Media Action Network, punching back against the leftist coup, uh, Ken LaCourt, uh, and of course, from Young Voice of America, Nate Hockman. I want to thank everybody that's in the chat. Remember, Remind everybody, even if you're watching here, you can still download the episodes on Apple Podcasts. You can still go to Rumble and Rumble and like give us a good Rumble. Um, it's much appreciated. Um, we could use it as much, all the help as possible. And we thank you for all the downloads. We've been doing amazing on Apple Podcasts, and we really want to thank every single one of you. Um, and on that note, I want to welcome everybody back to the world, according to Ben Stein. And this, I have a question for you, and I, I know you're against this, Ben, but Nate really brings up a great point. You, if you if you run any company, there's a certain point for most company leaders that they lose touch 
with they they lose a, they lose a little bit of touch with the new things that are going on. There's very few that constantly are being updated. And I know you're against term limits, but I, I don't know how else to get rid of these Republicans that are so out of date and out of touch. Well, we don't want to lose our seniority. Seniority is everything in the Congress, and we don't want to get rid of that unless we have an incredibly compelling reason. And nothing that you've suggested is such a compelling reason. It would be incredibly good if we could have some committee chairman in the next Congress. That would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. As to the corporate executives, uh, they're a whole different kettle of fish because they're just interested uh, generally, not always, in how much money they can suck out of the stockholders. I, I have a, a close friend, I think I've mentioned this to you before, Arjuna, that uh, he, he just recently sent me an email that he had sold his very, very beautiful house in a very, very fancy club in the desert and a beautiful house in a very fancy club uh, neighborhood in Lake Tahoe and bought a 132-foot yacht and is going to go sailing all around the world. And I remember I let, last time I saw him in person, I said, gee whiz, where did you get the money to do all this stuff? I mean, I knew you had made some money, but I didn't know this much. And he said, my job as a top executive of a publicly held company was to transfer money from the stockholders to myself. There's something like that going on in the top echelons of government. They see their job as transferring power, prestige, from the voters to themselves. And you can so you're, 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 you're agreeing with me, but you're Ken LaCour, but uh, the term limit thing, I just don't understand the hesitancy to, to having term limits. Because we want to keep seniority, seniority. Is what, I, no, but in the Republican you know what, it's Party, not a terrible a idea. It's a little bit limiting. Um, no, no, just give me things. one second. Have you ever seen it fixed somewhere? Ken, no, just give me one second. Ben, the Republicans don't have seniority. They, but they, I think it's the 10 year rule or a certain time that you could hold your seat. Democrats are the ones that have no limits on how long you run a committee. Republicans do. Which is and why they, they're all decrepit. You know, that's a big reason. It's either they're decrepit or they leave their job because they've lost their power. Sorry, Ken. Well, then we should eliminate that rule for us. Maybe we should be allowed, I've never allowed. seen term limits solve anybody's problem. Have you? Have what? I mean, it's an okay yeah. thing. I've, I've never seen it. California's had it at multiple times. And, 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 and you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like playing whack-a-mole. I mean, it's, it's like, well, we're going to take money out of politics. Good freaking luck. I mean, I've seen this happen in California multiple times. Oh, then you, you're done with your state Senate job. Well, now you're a lobbyist and then you can run for the assembly and then you cop, pop over here and you, and, oh, we can't get this much money in straight. Well, we bundle things from friends and now we have a, you know, we can't have outside jobs, but you could buy 40,000 copies of my book if you like me. Um, I, you know, I mean, there's the, those, that, that's, that's kind of patching holes in a, in a, in a, in a, in a larger boat. The, the larger things are, are the things that Nate talked about earlier. It's, it's these, the upstream, I don't care how many executive orders Joe Biden has signed. That just doesn't float my boat. I care the fact that NBC is now a corrupt news organization that won't tell the truth about him or has such a spin on it that nobody understands it. Those are the things that That's win. a 50 year old story, Ken. I mean, they, they, they've been, they've more been than 50. more than 50. Well, but it's not, it's been nothing like it's been in the last five years. Y'all okay. know that. Okay, the so New York they, Times has gotten they, so much they, worse. They, they were mildly liberal. They right. were humorously liberal five, they 10 years ago. mildly liberal. They just held, they just held themselves in check 
a little bit better. Trump, Fine. That's, like a, that's like a rapist holding himself in check. Okay. Because Trump, Trump undressed them. I mean, uh, that hit piece on Ron DeSantis uh, yeah. recently, it was, uh, I don't think it was NBC. It was on um, 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. Yeah, right. I mean, that was egregious, right? It was yeah. just, it's just ben, ben has been dealing with this guy's Ben for what, 50 years? This, this, this issue with the media? I mean, our most, our, every, the guy everybody looks up to, Walter, Walter Cronkite, he was, I mean, just a liberal that, admittedly changed the trajectory of a war. Yeah, a very dishonest, horrible guy. I have a wonderful set of uh, DVDs of interviews with men and women who fought in the Vietnam War, and uh, boy, do they have some nice things to say about Walter Cronkite, haha, about how he subverted them and backstabbed the soldiers in the field. But I agree, the New York Times has been terrible forever, but they've gotten so bad now. It's like the most irritating, awful, greasy Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, pure Bolshevist propaganda every day. You know, it reminds me, it's Der Sturmer. Those of you who know what we're doing, it's Der Sturmer now. Sad, very sad, not not funny. Der Sturmer, Nazi yeah, propaganda. I, I, I know World War II, but, and I've heard that, I've heard Der Sturmer. What is, what is it? It was a Nazi, it was a Nazi magazine, uh, run, edited by Julia Stryker, violent anti-Semite. And it's, uh, its main purpose is to whip people up to frantic uh, a level of anti-Semitism. So they considered the idea of killing. Uh, and well, yeah, and the I mean, and the, the, the reason for the, you know, the sort of activist left wing turn of, you know, previously traditionally storied institutions like the New York Times is the same reason that the CIA is is has gone insane, which is that this, it's this insular, woke elite culture. Uh, where you know they, the New York Times is expected to shill for the brand, and if they don't, uh, they're you know they're shamed for it. Like it's it's interesting. Like I remember on the campaign trail, I might have mentioned this before on this show. Uh, you know, the the New York Times and the the sort of left wing media more broadly was blamed, not entirely incorrectly, for Trump's 2016 win because. They gave him so much free airtime because they thought he was a joke. They didn't take him seriously. And he was great for their ratings. So they would stream every single one of his rallies. And the sort of postmortem on that was like, we, we, we gave this guy the win. Um, so in 2020, there was so much pressure on them to just be an activist organization. And every time they ran a story that was even could remotely be construed as critical of Biden or favorable of Trump, the backlash to it. I mean, you should have seen on Twitter, the, you know, the comments, thousands of comments. Why would you do this? You know what you're doing. This is giving them fodder, like da, 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 da. Uh, and, and that spooks journalists, right? So they, they no, tell the line. No, I don't think it spooks journalists. I, I, to be honest with you, I think they all come out of college, 99.9% liberal. I don't think they need to be spooked. I oh, think, no, no, of course, of I course. Think, I think but the point find, is it, it, it makes it more. Yeah, but I think they find the biggest Sorry, ass they could kiss from the beginning of, 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 of liberalism totally. and, yeah. and ride that liberal wave. And Ken is right. I know Ken's point in the past where we got to sneak in. We got to, you know, Veritas, you know, Project Veritas, these things, but also get into the into the universities as teachers. We got to get into these media organizations. But that, Ken, is a long battle. And and right now I, I got to, you know, and I, I said this to Ben today. They are essentially throw or I said this to somebody. They are essentially throwing Ben a thousand pieces of shit against the wall. And we're having to figure out 
which ones to go after. That's the carnage and wreckage they're doing right now is they're doing so many different things. We don't even know where to start. Well, I don't, I don't, I must say, it's luckily, I must have forgotten where I live because my walls are very clean. But, but we are going to have such a hard time doing this. The last place I taught on a full-time basis, lived on campus, was UC Santa Cruz. It was hilarious. It was during the 72 election. It was hilarious. If you said you're a fan of Nixon, they thought you were joking. They really did not. They, they didn't get mad at me. They thought I was kidding. They couldn't believe I was serious. Later on, I went and taught at Pepperdine, a school I liked very, very much. There they did take it seriously. But how many Pepperdines are there? Not enough. Nowhere near enough. And like I've said to you on the show, and like I've said to you, Ben, I doubt, highly doubt Pepperdine is the Pepperdine that you remember it. But Ken, let's get into They let kids dance there now. (laughs) When I went there, you couldn't improve it. And I like how Ben's friend is actually, you're living Ben's friend's dream. You have the houseboat. Um, you just haven't set course yet on which, uh, which direction you're going, Ken. But how do we get there? How do, I, 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 I don't know. First of all, we need to not crack the cyanide pills just yet. We're, we're, you know, we're not, not, we're not, practice, right? not, not practice, gonna crack the cyanide not tooth and kill ourselves just yet. Because um, um, as upset as we are right now, four years ago, liberals were, were, were falling down in, in fetal positions and sobbing in their, in their carpet. So, so, you know, the, the opposition is, is always out there. I don't want to minimize some of the directions that we're going in here. But, you know, we, lo- you know, we came within X thousand votes of still holding the whole thing, uh, you know, still holding the presidency. They wouldn't have been as retarded as they were down in down in Georgia and lost the Senate. Just that was a gimme that we gave them, right? That was a that was an unforced deep. The offense gave the ball and the other guys ran it back because there was there was there was nothing for them. And we got the Supreme Court. So we but but you we know we don't look, have the Supreme Court, Ken. Yeah, we got more of the Supreme Court than liberals have. No, I don't no, care. I gotta be honest. With you. It depends on the issue. It depends on the issue, right? That's the the but I also read Rudy Giuliani's briefs. It's like they were kind of stupid, you know. Yeah. I, I, oh yeah, yeah he's a good American. I love him. I know him. I I I worked on his campaign in the '80s, but you know, to 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 call the Supreme Court liberal because they didn't take up some of those entirely stupid briefs that were given to them by by the uh, the woman down in, in in Georgia and by Rudy, you know. I, I wouldn't hold that against him. Look, I, I, I know John Roberts wants to go to a party more no, than No, okay, Ken, I'm not just talking about with stuff with the elections. And Ben's the one that's raised the point. They didn't hear stuff from the attorney generals from other states. They didn't hear lawsuits yep. from anybody. I'm talking about this case last week with the, with the illegal immigrant. We cannot count. It's always the case with conservatives that we vote into the court people that we cannot count on. We have to stop. We count on Brett Kavanaugh if for no other reason than the Democrats turned him from a moderately conservative frat boy into a hardcore conservative who hated every. Could you imagine Brett Kavanaugh when he sees a Democrat stand up? Yet he still has come out of his eyes. Yet he still has voted. These are the guys that all said that you shouldn't have been on the Supreme Court because some woman said you dry humped her in high school. Yeah. yeah, and the New York Times was running, uh, you know, allegations that you were a gang rapist on their front page on substantiated <laughs> Michael Avenatti, right? I mean, that would make anyone a Clarence Thomas right winger. I yeah, don't. They gave Kavan- us 
Kavanaugh's been pretty solid, Judah. I mean, there's like some Planned Parenthood cases that he he declined to hear. But what when has Kavanaugh really like consistently voted with the left wing of the bench? I'm not sure. I, I agree just, with that. just uh, we don't we don't like to say it, but word begins with E L and M-L. yeah, we, we we don't like to begin to say certain things of cases that they wouldn't hear um, that got us ixnade from last time Nate Hockman was here in the house, yo. So let's get off that topic. Uh, I, I see, of, yeah, okay. Of, of, <laughs> it took of, me a second. Of, of, of the Supremes, the band. That's who we were referring to, who we just don't believe are- Everything that happened in 2020 was perfectly above board. Yes, yes. Nothing sketchy. Yeah, that's- that's, that's Joe that's, Biden is my president. That, that's- that's <laughs> That, that, that's exactly right. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to Ben Stein. I put in the I put in um, the link uh, uh, in the chat for our Rumble. Remember to download the podcast. Um, go to the Media Action Network and read and subscribe. I really I subscribe to Ken's stuff. His is the the pieces he puts out are great. Um, it's a great website. It's Lacourt News. I uh, don't often say that, but please do. Um, and of course, Nate Hockman, we're joined by tonight from Young Voices of America, and we're having a little bit of a lively discussion of agreements and disagreements. Um, but Ben, just the fact that you have the question, I want to go to a little full circle before we play our little game. But I want to get back full circle of just that you question whether the CIA is, is, is let's get back to that video, is doing their job or, or is a frightening freaking thing. Right. Yeah, but let me, let me, but now here I'm going to shock some of our viewers. There was a guy a long time ago. I'm the only one in the history who remembers him, Joe McCarthy. He said the same thing about the CIA and about various parts of the Defense Department and the Atomic Energy Commission or whatever it's called in those days. And people said, oh, God, what a lunatic, what an absolute crazy lunatic. Turned out he was right. When the Venona decrypts happened, turned out he was right. Someday there will maybe possibly be decrypts of, of uh, Russian intelligence services since the end of the Kremlin and the Soviet Union. We may see that more of these people were agents than we thought. There is a lot of Russian activity in the U.S. government. I suspect, I don't know for sure, I just suspect there is. And the Chinese are smart as hell, incredibly hardworking. Uh, the idea that they would somehow hand, they say hands off and not have anything to do with our intelligence gathering is very hard for me to swallow. No, I mean, I, 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 I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I, and, and words I never thought would come out of Ben. Uh, and we've discussed this in the past, Ben, how much you've changed in your thoughts and your beliefs about the U.S. government um, and how corrupt and how deep the swamp, Ken, is. In your wildest dreams, did you ever, I mean, from working at Fox News, not just working, running, helping run Fox News, did you think, did, did you know how big of a swamp this was? how corrupt it was? I, I got some inclinations of it later on. I, I, I How do I say, primarily on the FBI, I, I don't have enough, uh, enough interaction with, with the CIA as, 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 as a former journalist to know. The FBI was always a, a, an interesting outfit. It was when you would meet a field officer at the FBI, he or she was always pretty good. They were smart. They were aggressive. They were, they were, you know, they were, they were on top of their game. It was one of those agencies though, where the cream didn't rise to the top. 
So like you'd meet with their boss and their boss was okay. And then you'd meet with their boss's bosses. And by the time you got higher up, it, you know, you, you were at the AMPM mini mark right then. So, so, and I think that that's just, you know, we see that in some entities, uh, uh, you know, police forces, firefighting forces that, that and, and I don't want to spurge any of them, that, that, the, the, that the best players stay on the field as opposed to going to management. Um, I never quite fully understood the, the, how politicized it had become until we had some incidences at Fox, this is the FBI. Uh, and then clearly, you know, during, during, the, during the Trump administration, I mean, you didn't have to read those guys, you didn't have to read too many texts from the, 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 the crazy guy or just, I mean, you know, watch it struck, you know, all you had to do is turn down the sound and watch that guy testify. And you knew yeah. something, you know, there were some marbles that weren't, weren't clicking right, right? And, um, and, and, and all the way up to the, all the way up to the very top of that. So, uh, you know, these are huge organizations and it's, and it's, it's probably easy to paint them with a broad brush. You know, I mean, look, and just at Fox News, which had 2000 to 4000 employees, depending on my time there, we had liberals there, we had hardcore conservatives there, we had great people there, we had drug addicts there. I mean, they're big, they're big entities with, with different parts of it. But clearly, there was there was corruption heavy at the top of the at the top of the FBI, you know, during during the the end of the Obama years, beginning of, of the Trump years. And the same thing is true of uh, the military. I mean, to Ken's points about the division between the sort of uh, the the cream not rising to the top, right? Is uh, we are accustomed to thinking of the military as a conservative leaning institution, but the the top brass is actually really woke. They're very similar to the CIA, and there've been so many examples recently. The the sort of official organs of the Pentagon and the Department of Defense going after Tucker Carlson for suggesting shockingly that pregnant women shouldn't serve in the military. I mean, it's it was, it's just sort of ridiculous. Uh, but Not the the, the privates the, in the army are are still more conservative. And your audio, sorry. Sir, sir, with all due respect, my very smart young friend, I think what Tucker said was they shouldn't be in combat. He didn't say they shouldn't be in the military. Even, even, even more to that point. He was actually right? talking about the, the fact that they had designed jumpsuits for yeah. women who were pregnant. Uh, uh, right. flight, flight jumpsuits. Okay, so here's here's the facts. Let's, let's get down to brass tacks. The fact that we're discussing the CIA, the military, other organizations that protect us being woke should be one of the most frightening thoughts to, to normal Americans. China and other countries must be looking at us going. They're uh, laughing at us. When, yeah, they got to be laughing their asses. When, 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 when and how do we attack? They didn't even need to attack. They're like, they didn't even need to attack us, Ben. We've attacked ourselves. I mean, the freaking, and I'm using the, the mil. The woke military, is that like a joke? It, I mean, it sounds like you, it sounds like a bad 1980, you know, 70s movie, a woke military. Astonishingly, the uh, new chairman of the Joint Chiefs, whose name escapes me for the moment just because I'm quite tired, uh, was asked, would you choose wokeness or most qualified? And he said, wokeness as for lead for command. That, that's absolutely incredible, mind boggling. Mind-boggling, absolutely. No, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to look back and say about this conversation, Ken and Judah and 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 and, and Nate, and say yeah. I can't believe it's gotten into the vernacular of these agencies. It is, yeah. it is, and 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 Ken, you're right. The HR department, it's frightening. 
I mean, it's they look. Started- China is China is designing super soldiers right now. They're testing uh, uh, on humans, trying to design biologically advanced super soldiers, and we're arguing over whether or not math is racist. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's, a, it's a parody. It's, it's we're so unprepared to face China that it's 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 sort of it's absurd. Right. We are being told, and this is happening in the schools of Northern Virginia, which used to have some of the best school districts mm-hmm. in America. Yep. Right. They're going to eliminate advanced math because it discriminates against black children because it, it promotes only smart race. There are racist white children and therefore they're not going to have any advanced math at all. Now, those schools, Loudoun County, I forget Arlington County, I don't remember the names of all the others. My big wife, you went to school there. So obviously they have some very smart people. Uh, they are discontinuing higher math or advanced math for high school students. That is criminal. If I were directing the uh, activities of the Chinese People's Republic, I would say, excuse me, Ray, whoever accomplished this, you get a medal. And somebody will say, comrade, they did it themselves. Uh, he would just shake his head. We're running out of time to play the game. I just want to quickly, it's just, I can't, I mean. Play the game. They, they call it critical race theory. I think that's the most ironic name to name anything is critical race theory when there's nothing critical thinking about it. Um, it's, it's, well, it's it's critical of America. That's the right, idea. right. But there's no critical thinking going on. Um, and on that note, <laughs> let's play, confusing. Yeah, it's a little confusing. And on that note, let's let's play the game Stump the Stein. Um, this is a game we're going to play on a uh, Tuesday night, and it's going to be easy, Ben. If you're a little tired. But uh, I'm, I'm tired of this kind of being run by traders. One of, the, one, of the, one of the intriguing and interesting things about Ben Stein is that he's met a lot of people. He hasn't met a lot of people. And we've sort of done this before. But who has Ben Stein met and who has not Ben Stein met? And who does Ben Stein want to meet? So I will be reading your questions in the chat. Ken, you're up first. Well, what are you talking about? Who has Ben Stein met? Who has he not met? We're just asking him who he's met. That's not an intro into a game. That's just a you kind of talking high level stuff. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't understand the terms of the game. The terms of the game are so he's met Elvis. $5,000. The terms. Okay, it was a terrible way I set up the game. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to stump him. I come up with somebody who I think he should have met but didn't. Yeah, you know, I, I, find out another, I wanted to do another game, but I was a little nervous of would you rather. So I, 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 so as as I was thinking about uh, people you would rather have as the governor of California, um, I, I started thinking of the game Would You Rather, or I started thinking about the game Desert Island. Okay, Ken, you choose the game. You're the you're the guru. Pick something. So Ben, would you rather have Caitlyn Jenner as the as the governor of California or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's a great question. Isn't that that's a no-brainer? Was anyone? Would anyone you know say what? Caitlyn Jenner? Did you see Caitlyn's ad? It was pretty good. I got to be honest. Caitlyn is more. You know, you know what? Fucking... Caitlyn Jenner is to the right of Christy Nome on transgender issues. So. And, and, okay. and Caitlyn Jenner is to the right of Arnold Schwarzenegger on pretty much every issue that's except. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I like Arnold because he used to date a close friend of mine. Okay, go ahead. I'm going with Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, uh, uh, Nate, I'll ask you. Go for oh, it. Oh man, I I'm trying to come up. I, I didn't. This is putting me on the spot. I, I don't have a great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called being on the spot sometimes. Um, uh, yes, Ben has never met directly Donald Trump. He's uh, spoken to him. I've on- talked to 
spoke to him on the phone. You spoken to him on the phone. Um, Ken, you seem to have the would you rather game really close to your chest. So go for it, Ken, as I bobbled and fumbled my way through this last segment. Ben, would you rather be an employee of the first Trump administration Or I think it's supposed to be an or now. <laughs> you know, it's or, the Nixon administration. The answer to that's because you love the, the Nixon administration. I, I'm I'm trying to come up with the, the opposite to yeah, the I'm gonna give you another thing. All right. I'm looking to my right. I'm looking to my right. Out there I see the boundless Pacific Ocean. I am blessed enough to have a house in a sweeping endless view of the Pacific Ocean. Would I like to be stuck out there with Kamala Harris for ten million dollars. No, they're gone to next. Okay, about twenty. Let me, let me do another one. Wifey, I hate to say this, divorces you and tells you to find another another love. Would you <laughs> rather have as a as a as a temporary dating partner? FWB is what I mean. Friends with benef benefits. <clears throat> AOC. <laughs> She's kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, 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 Nate or, or, or Judah, help me with kind of like a middle-aged Republican. No, Middle-aged Republican. Uh, AOC or, or McCain's daughter. Elise, Elise, Elise Stefanik. Or Liz no, no. AOC or, or McCain's daughter. Or Megan McCain. No, why not Liz Cheney? I don't want any of them. Thank you. I'll become a mom. Uh, uh, you can't cop out like that. Can't cop out like that, Ben. And, and no, no. Yeah, yeah, ben is allowed to cop out of anything he wants. Have you ever met? Yeah. But, but so so um, I'm not going to ask. That uh, no offense. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Would you rather low unemployment or high inflation? I don't. Uh, I, 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 I I I love how. I would rather have low unemployment. There you are. There's your answer. Ben has uh, met Henry Kissinger. He's met all these people. I love where Ken's brain goes into the would you rather game. And that's a big reason I didn't want to play that game tonight, Ken, was because I was scared of you, to be honest. Um, and then I looked at Nate and I realized Nate's the reverse of you. He's a little more reserved. And I could see him having never played the would you rather game. I could be wrong, Nate, um, but I'm pretty good at it. Of course these. I've played would you rather. I mean, I've been in high school. This is just sort of a I don't see standard play. Ben, sorry. We didn't play that in high school. We just watched our football team, the Blazers. Well, let me ask you a question, Ben. Actually, what games did you play in high school? Like, did you play Truth or Dare? No, I played chess, <laughs> Latin, Latin Scrabble. That was very, very good. We had it was a Latin, Latin Scrabble. Scrabble. No wonder you didn't get into the CIA. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we played Latin Scrabble, and I played a lot of tennis. I, my house was right next to a park that had very nice tennis courts. And uh, so, so you never went played... To any of those wild games? Like, I mean, you went to sock hops, you did all those things, you never... Uh... Yes, I only had one uh, girl who lived near me that I ever really uh, touched in any meaningful way, and uh, that's who that shall be will be a deep, dark secret until my dying day. I know who it is. Um, and on that note, Ben's getting a little tired, his audio's a little out, and I think that's a good time to cut it. Um, we are humbled by all the support everybody in the chat has given us. I, I want to remind everybody, it's, it's really important 
to, to sign up for our newsletter, benstein.substack.com. Um, also, follow us on Parlor at Ben Stein. And of course, download, downloads. But it's really important that you do that. And we are in the process of setting up a website. And I say this because we don't know at any moment getting banned even for a week from, from live streaming. And, it's, and I'm in the middle of learning how to um, rumble has that feature. So we're in the process of sort of beta testing and maybe switching over everything to over there. So please stay in the loop with all of us. We are humbled by your um, following and all that jazz. And I want to really thank you. I want to thank Nate Hockman. We, we don't accept your um, Twitter, but where could people find you uh, pieces you've written? Uh, uh, National Review, uh, City Journal, American Mind bunch of other places you just google me stuff will come up probably just google nate Ackman. um ken yeah sorry sorry i was in the chat we were talking about what politicians had <laughs> i saw that body, yeah certain body parts <laughs> and nobody's gonna like my answer because the answer is nancy pelosi but anyhow uh, uh, you, dude, she, you take ken, a look at her in a sweater i agreed with everything you said on this show until then and i mean hey just... go to google it Go to Google thing and, and look at Nancy Pelosi. Look, I'm not Young saying Nancy I go Pelosi. there with a, I'm not saying I go there with a 10-inch pole, but you're not saying, not saying that. If you look at, at at women with the traditionally masculine view of 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 of, of certain parts of their body, anyhow, uh, uh, me, nobody's coming anymore. Mediaactionnetwork.com, and uh, we have no conversations like this there. Uh, and Ben, hold on. People can find people can find Ben Stein. My internet is very unstable. On Parlor at Ben Stein, but also Spectator.org. You can find his pieces. Also go to Newsmax, but most importantly, go to Spectator.org. Throw a few shekels for donations. They could they desperately need it. Um, and this show would, of course, wouldn't be amazing as it is without America's humble servant Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We salute you. We thank you. Um, and Ben. If you'd like to take us out, that would be dynamite. She was only 16, only 16, with eyes that would glow. But she was too young to fall in love, and I was too young to know. But why did you give your heart so fast? Boy, it never will happen again. God bless you. God bless you all. Have a great night. We will see you Thursday night. Thank you, Nate Hockman. Thank you, Ken Court. Thank Thanks, y'all. That was fun. God bless you. God bless you.